Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I'm very, very thankful for the opportunity we have today to study the Word of God. And if you have your Bibles with you, I want to invite you to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. So for the second straight week, we are looking at an example from the Old Testament. I think that's a wonderful thing. Uh, Certainly today we are subject to the New Testament. We live under the law of Christ, that old law having been nailed to the cross, Colossians 2.14. The perfect law of liberty, the law of Christ is now in effect. Uh, But again, as I mentioned last episode, the things written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Romans 15.4, we can learn so much from the Old Testament, and it's always uh, time well spent when you spend time studying from the Old Law. And so looking forward to this study from Second Chronicles chapter 20, and the title of today's episode, this is episode 18 of season 3, is Weathering the Storm When You Can't Find the Answer. Weathering the Storm When You Can't Find the Answer. Before we dive into this study, as always, I want to encourage you to check out the Scattered Broad Network if you haven't already. Visit our website, scatterbroad.org. Check out our Facebook page, Instagram page. If you'd like to email us, we are at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. I also want you to check out our YouTube channel if you have a moment. And we have a joint podcast where we all sit down together and have a roundtable discussion about certain biblical things. And so we'd love for you to tune into that. And we just appreciate so much your interest in spiritual things, and I appreciate you listening in to this particular podcast, but certainly want to promote uh, the other podcasts on this network, as we are all striving to bring glory to God through this effort, and uh, just very, very thankful for all of you who are listening, and I hope and pray that that uh, the Weather and the Storm podcast and all the podcasts on the Scattered Broad Network will help you in your walk with the Lord. Have you ever been trying to figure out the answer to a question, and you just can't find it. Maybe it's a crossword puzzle. Maybe if you're like me, you love watching uh, sports, and you'll have a trivia question that pops up, and you're trying to figure it out, and you just can't find it. Well, of course, today we live in the world of Google, and so (laughs) you can say into your phone, hey, you know, when did this happen? And boom, there's your answer. But, you know, there are a lot of things that Google cannot answer. And one of those things is how to weather storms when they come your way. How do you get through difficult times in life? How do you find the answer to your specific problem, to to what you are going through? How do you find the answer? And how do you weather the storm when you can't seem to find it? You know, when you think about God's Word, The Word of God does give us all things that pertain unto life and to godliness, 2 Peter 1.3. And so we have the promise in that text that if it has to do with life, if it has to do with godliness, which is a way of saying God-likeness, we can read it in the Bible. We can find it there. We find in 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17, all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete fully equipped unto every good work. So the Bible can make you complete spiritually. It can fully equip you for every good work. And so we know that the Word of God has that great power. 
We find in Ephesians 3, 4, Paul says, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. And so there's no really secret formula. If you want to find the answer to a, a spiritual question, go to the Bible. And if it's not in Scripture, then we don't know it. Uh, I, I mentioned this morning in teaching uh, Bible class at George Christian School, you know, the fact that uh, our knowledge at times is limited, but if it's been revealed in the Bible, then then we can know it. And we talk about creation. You know, perhaps we may have some questions about things in creation, but you know what? We can read Genesis chapter 1, and there's your answer right there. <laughs> How did the world get here? Well, God said, let there be light, and there was light. God created the world. And you can read that for yourself, and so you can find the answer. Uh, you may have another question. What must I do to be saved? Well, you go and read the Bible, and you'll find the answer. Go to the New Testament, and you find that one must hear the gospel. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, Romans ten seventeen. One must believe that Jesus is the Christ, or he or she will die in their sins, John eight twenty four. One must repent of sins. God commands all men everywhere to repent, Acts seventeen thirty. One must confess with the mouth that Jesus is Lord, Romans ten nine and ten. One must be baptized into Christ to have his or her sins washed away, Acts two thirty eight twenty two sixteen. And then one must live a faithful life, walking in the light. And if they do so unto death, they'll receive a crown of life, Revelation 2.10. And so you see, we have the answer to that question when we go to the Bible. And so if it has to do with a, a spiritual thing, if it's a biblical uh, question, well, certainly we need to go to the Bible for the answer. Don't go to Google. <laughs> Don't go to, to, to any person, you may have great respect for them, but ultimately the Bible is our authority. The Bible is the standard. But what do you do when you can't find the answer to your specific problem? You're searching. Maybe you're even searching the scriptures and you've come to a point where you say, I, I, I still don't know what to do here. I don't have the answer. Maybe you're going through the grieving process. Maybe you're trying to make sense of something and you just you can't do it. I hope and pray that, that this episode and this example we're going to learn about in just a moment is going to help us to know what to do. when We can't seem to, to, to find the answer to our problem. We can't seem to find the solution to the storm that we are going through at this time. If you're with me there in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we're going to read about the king of Judah named Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was a good king. We know that there were good kings and bad kings, but he was a good king and did some good things. In fact, he removed the wooden images from the land. He encouraged people to prepare and to uh, prepare their hearts to seek the God of heaven. He wanted to rid the land of idolatry. He did a lot of good things. He wanted to make sure that, that they knew uh, who God was, that he was faithful, that God was loyal that God would be with them. But now, when you come to chapter 20, you find that Jehoshaphat is put to the test. He, he has an opportunity now to actually put into practice what he's been preaching and teaching to others. And so let's read a little bit of this together and, and kind of walk through the prayer that he offers. And I believe we can find some, uh, so, some, some good things here that can help us with this topic. The people of Moab... The people of Ammon and others with them beside the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. So here you have the king of Judah 
and you've got the enemies coming in, and they want to attack God's people. And so some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. They are in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedi. Now, in Gedi was about 25 miles south of Jerusalem. And so you, wherever you're at right now, think about a location that's perhaps 20, 25 miles away. And imagine getting a phone call saying that someone is on their way to come and attack you. And they're 25 miles away. Here, here he, he hears this news that the enemies are rapidly approaching. So naturally, what's he do? Verse 3, he feared. Jehoshaphat feared. He set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. They did the right thing, didn't they? That, that is the right response. And we kind of opened up this episode talking about that. When you can't find the answer, go to the right, make sure you go to the right source. And here, they don't know what to do. They're scattered. Their enemy's coming. They do what, what is the best thing to do in any given situation is to seek the Lord. That's what they do. And so even though he feared, he set himself to seek the Lord. And I love that language. You know, he was afraid. But in spite of that, he said, I'm going to go and seek the Lord. And that is a great response. So picking up in verse 5, we're, we're going to read about this, this great prayer that Jehoshaphat offered. And I want you to put yourself in his shoes the best that you can. And imagine the enemy's coming in, and you don't have an answer. From a military standpoint, you don't have an answer as to how you're going to win this battle. Let's think about some of the things that he says. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord before the new court, and he said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? Do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations, and in your hand is there not power and might, so that no one is able to withstand you? What an opening statement. He points automatically to God's power. God's great power. He says, Are you not God? You're the God in heaven. Do you not rule over the kingdoms? Are you not the one who's in control? And so right off the bat, he's establishing, you know, if we're going to get through this, we need to go to the right source. And God is the one who we need to look to in this time. Verse 7, Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel? Gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? If you tuned in to last episode, episode 17, you know we talked about Caleb and Joshua standing before the people saying, listen, you can go into this land. God is with us. We're well able to overcome it. And here's a reference back to how God drove out the inhabitants, the enemies of the land, and allowed his people to go and flourish there. Here Jehoshaphat remembers not only God's power, but God's providence. Now God was with them, and God will be with them now too. In verse 8, he says, they dwell in it. They dwell in this land, and you've built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, whether it be sword, judgment, pestilence, famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. So Jehoshaphat points to God's power. He points to God's providence, and he points to God's presence. 
He establishes those three things in this great prayer. Keep that in mind as we continue to walk through it. Verse 10, And now, here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are. In other words, here is the enemy, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Friends, I believe verse 12 really sums up the whole thrust of this episode today. When you are going through a storm, when you find yourself searching for answers, when you're trying to find relief, you're trying to find comfort, you're trying maybe to find a way out, what do you do? He gives us the answer. After establishing God's power, God's providence, and God's presence, he focuses here on God's ability to provide the solution to their problem. Here is the answer that we need. He says, we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. You and I, when we face the storms of life, within ourselves, we don't have the power or the ability to overcome them. If I try to do it on my own, I'm going to fail. If I try to use my wisdom or worldly wisdom or my experience and think that I can get through difficult trials and storms all on my own, then I've missed it. I need to lean on God. I need to depend on Him to get me through those times, to get me through those trials. And so when I can't find the answer, remember that God always has the answer. And so I need to seek Him. That's where I need to go to. That's the source. And so he says, we have no power against this great multitude. But what does he know? We have no power, but God, you do. (laughs) You're God in heaven. It goes back to how he opened up this prayer. You are God in heaven. You rule over the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand is power and might. So we have no power, but but God, you do. I can't find the answer, but God, you've you've already got it. I love the next part, too. He says, nor do we know what to do. And I think that there's something to be said about that. He was humble enough to admit, you know what? I don't have the answers. That's that's hard for some people to do. It's hard for somebody to say, well, I can't do this on my own. A lot of times we may be filled with pride thinking, well, my way is the best way. And, you know, I'll just do it my own way. Here he said, we don't know what to do. He didn't have a strategy to, to fight off this enemy at this time. He said, we don't know what to do. You and I, when we face the storms of life, sometimes we it's okay to say, you know what? I don't know what to do. I don't know the best way to handle this. So what do we need to do? How can we weather the storm? The final phrase of this prayer gives us the answer. Our eyes are upon you. Our eyes are upon you. In other words, we're not looking at each other. We're not looking within. 
we're looking up. Lord, we are looking unto you for the answer. And that's what I want to share with you today. When you can't find the answer, lift up your eyes and look to the Lord. We know how this great chapter ends. You have God's people being victorious. Why? Because they sought Him. They trusted in Him. And He provided for them. Later in this, in this great chapter, in verse 20, Jehoshaphat stood and he said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe His prophets, and you shall prosper. Verse 22, When they began to sing and to praise God, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Verse 29, The fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. And the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest all around. His God provided the answer to his problem. When he found himself in the storm, when he found the enemy close by, he looked up to God. I want to ask you, what's going on in En Gedi? What's going on right down the road from you? What's the storm looking like that's on the horizon? Do you know what to do? Do you have a plan? You and I both know that there's times in life when there's just no way you could have seen it coming. How do you find the answer? Well, from this study we've learned, we look unto God because He's got it. I want to leave you with two passages. And this episode will be yours. And again, I hope that this will be helpful for you. Both of these come from the Old Testament. One from the book of Psalms, one from the book of Proverbs. One is very well known, one maybe not so much. But I want us to think about the language here in light of what we've studied. About remembering God's power, His providence, and His presence. And looking unto Him for the answers to our problems. First is Psalm 121. Psalm 121. And listen to the language here. I will lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the noon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Look unto the hills. That's where your help comes from. You look unto the Lord. He'll be there for you. He will keep you. He'll provide for you. He will preserve you. And what a great blessing that is. When I can't find the answer and I can't figure it out on my own, I need to remember that God is the one I need to be looking to. He's the one who has the answer. And then the second passage, again, more well-known, is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. I want to leave you with this one. When you can't find the answer, <clears throat> trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. I thank you so much for listening today, and I hope that this episode can help you in some way 
to find the answer, to find the solution to your problem. And ultimately, that solution, that answer can be found by looking unto the Lord, who is all-powerful and the one who loves you very much. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.